Support for this podcast comes from Synchrony Financial. Allow homeowners to pay at a rate that fits their budget with the merchant fee that fits yours. Visit toolbox.mysynchrony.com for more information. Before we get to today's show, SGI members, the deadline for registering for Expo is almost here. You have until September 4th. Expo will be in Orlando, Florida, September 30th to October 2nd at the glorious Gaylord Palms Resort. Your SGI team has been hard at work at putting together a host of presentations on recruiting, mastering your financials, how to properly use financing to close more sales, how to run service calls with COVID today, how to market in today's environment, and much more, including three hours on operational excellence. This session in particular is being broken into four different ballrooms, depending upon the size of your company. If you're a single truck operator, there's room for you. If you just hired your first manager, there's room for you. If you're a $6 million company with a layer of management, there's room for you. And if you're a $30 million company and you have a GM who helps you with the day-to-day running of the company, there's room for you. And for three hours, each of these types of contractors will be presented information that will help them grow both in their top and bottom lines. And as you will see, SGI members, you will have an opportunity to direct the content in that last hour. I don't want to give away too much. So I haven't even mentioned the great guest speakers like body language expert Bill Acheson and the author of the New York Times bestselling book, Scaling Up, Burn Harnish, and others. So be sure to get to the hub, register today. Again, you only have until September 4th. Can't wait to see you all in Orlando. I think every single customer should be put on a pedestal and treated like they're the only one. And, you know, um, it starts from, like y'all said, the greeting. It's building that relationship. It's that follow-up call. It's going above and beyond. Um, You know, even little stuff for your call takers. If you keep getting a lot of phone calls for, I don't know, like electricians always going for power companies. How Mm -hmm. those ready and available? Hey, um, hey, Miss Jones, I'm sorry, we're not a power company. You know, we do electrical service work inside your home. Let me give you the power company's numbers. But, you know, if you ever need electrical work, my name's da-da-da-da-da. Right. Um, I think if you lose a call, cancel calls, reaching out to those customers. Like you said, picking up on the birthdays, the special occasions, write them a handwritten card, having your text do something extra, the milk bones, the lollipops for the kids. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. Um, if you do a major sale, have some kind of system where you send them an afterwards gift. You know, that. you might send it immediately, but you know, I think it's not just that one time and it's over with. If you sure. really want to be their contractor for now on, we've got to stay in front of them. Welcome to the Successful Contractor Podcast, powered by Success Group International, a show for residential contractors about residential contractors. We chronicle business journeys, share insights, and celebrate successes in this wonderful industry. I'm your host, Bob Houchin. Today, you're going to listen to a conversation I had with Sonia Fryer. Sonia is a success coach and learning alliance trainer for SGI, Success Group International. I'm not sure if I've ever met a person with more passion for helping our members succeed. Sonia demonstrates daily what caring for others really means. And as you'll hear, Sonia has a long, successful track record in the trades. In particular, I wanted to talk to Sonia about the topic of how to perform next-level customer service. You know, when's the last time one of your technicians busted out a Swiffer to clean all of your customers' ceiling fans? Does your company know your customers well enough in order to send them happy anniversary cards? Or how often does everyone in your company demonstrate true, heartfelt gratitude for the opportunity to serve your customers? 
these are the types of actions that leave impressions on people that they never forget. And these small sacrifices in time and of money are what lock customers to our businesses for years and years. Sonia shares customer service nuggets like those and many more throughout our conversation. I hope you enjoy it. I sure did. Sonia, I cannot thank you enough for your time. I know you are a very busy person. Uh, for those who haven't had the pleasure of meeting you that's listening today, could you please share with them your name and your position with SGI? Yes, thanks for that, Bob. Uh, my name is Sonia Fryer, and I'm actually the ESI Client Success Manager, one of the two, so I work with all the electricians in the group, as well as I'm the call center specialist, so I work with all four affinity groups on anything to do with call center relations, basically. Very good, very good. And uh, you have a pretty extensive background, both in uh, in the trades and in call centers. Uh, could you kind of share with everyone your, your work history a little bit? Sure. So um, I actually worked at State Farm for many years and uh, got a lot of customer service training there. Worked in claims, worked on their national catastrophe team going out, you know, with a lot of homeowner insurance claims as bad weather came through. Mm -hmm. uh, moved into their training department writing content as well as facilitating and then ended my career there over in public affairs which i absolutely loved getting to work with all the media outlets and stuff like that and the reason i left is um at the time my first bad decision of my first marriage uh, <laughs> uh my uh, ex-husband was electrician mm -hmm. and uh he went out on his own while mm -hmm. i was working there and he got to the point like a lot of our members you know he had started out one person in a truck and he'd started growing and he was up to had a couple texts for him and he needed that full-time office person and i was doing a lot of it at night and he had the phone stuck to him during the day and it was sure. it was bad sure. so we made the decision for me to actually leave my job and come on and help him out mm -hmm. so um i do owe to him a lot of the electrical knowledge i have he right. really pleaded for me to be able to truly help the customer i needed to understand some things and understand how to set expectations you know especially with obsolete equipment and replacement opportunities so you know, I'm glad that he was smart enough to definitely teach me all that and help me with it for sure. Sure. Uh, like I said, our it was a bad decision. So uh, <laughs> our marriage did end. He wanted me to stay on. And I didn't think that was the best decision. So I mm. um, actually just started looking for a new career path at that time and um, stumbled across. There was an electrical contractor looking for someone mm -hmm. and went to work for them. They did commercial, industrial two residential service vans that set out in our parking lot we couldn't keep busy mm -hmm. and um, like a lot of the contractors out there after 911 we couldn't collect we had a hard time um, he met a great guy at church who told him about SGI and meanwhile he met another guy at church that wanted to come in and join the team and together they actually went out and met SGI and found out what they were about and joined mm -hmm. and uh, started out doing electrical and roofing at the time and they're now known as Milestone. So I was actually with Milestone a little over 10 years before I came right. over to SGI. So I started out with them implementing all the processes. Right. And, you know, started out doing electrical and roofing. Um, they found out that they need to concentrate on one thing first to get operationally excellent before adding on that next trade. So we did end up just sticking with electrical. Then later on, of course, they went into HVAC, they went to plumbing. And of course, now there's so much more that one stop shop for all your home service needs for sure. So right. I've been. I've had a great opportunity to get to learn a lot of things from them throughout their growth. For That's sure. exciting. That's exciting. And as you said, you're here with us now. And uh, the reason why I talk to you about is, uh, is we have an exciting topic that you brought to my attention that you thought uh, would be interesting to chat and share with our audience. And that is uh, 
how to take customer service to the next level for our residential clients here. So um, let's dig into that a little bit. So, you know, people listening probably think we're going to start talking about the experience in the home right away. But it really it starts before that, doesn't it, Sonia? I mean, it's how you answer the Definitely. phone is, is, is hugely critical. I know, uh, you know, anytime I've used service businesses over the years, I always try to use SGI members, but sometimes uh, we don't have them in our, our market. And you talk to someone who's clearly disinterested in helping uh, that automatically puts you in a bad mood. So maybe uh, just kind of share some things that call takers, CCRs must do to get the important information the business needs, but also kind of set up the technician for success. Sure. No, definitely. And I think, you know, most of you already know the basics, of course, all the little key points we have to have in our service model and call taking. There's a lot into it. You know, it's not as simple as thank you for calling XYZ. How can I help you and take an appointment and that's it. It's not that. It's so much more for the prices we're charging, the premium price. We got to be delivering that customer service value for our people. They're paying for that experience even more than the actual job itself. And it's really hard to wrap our head around it, especially when maybe we've been a time and material company and we're just used to quantity over quality. Well, Mm -hmm. we want to charge correctly now so we can be quality over quantity. And like you said, it starts on the phone call. Um, I talk to a lot of call takers. I train a lot of call takers. You know, I do some learning alliance, facilitating, working with them. And I get a lot of pushback on the greeting right off Mm -hmm. the get (laughs) they think it sounds cheesy and I agree with them it can Um, I think you've got to come up with something that you feel natural with so you can talk about it comfortably but you've got to try it before you knock it Um, just last week I had a call taker that kept pushing back it's not me it's not me and then I met with them Tuesday morning and they said oh my gosh you were right about the call the greeting and I was like what Mm -hmm. what do you mean (laughs) and they Mm -hmm. said you said I would know I was doing it right when I started getting the replies so we've Mm -hmm. got to make sure you know, periodically mystery shop your own company, star 67, your phone call in, see what your call taker sounds like, see what experience your customer is actually getting. And you want it to make you smile. You want to make them giggle. You want your call takers getting those comments from your customers. And if they're not, we're not doing it right. Um, And I know I'm kind of going on, but it's so detailed with that, just that first initial greeting and Mm -hmm. how quickly you answer the phone. Right Right before um, we got on this call, Bob, I actually called one of our members mm-hmm. to ask a quick question. And after three minutes on hold and hearing your call is important to us, <laughs> I, I, I hung up and I'm thinking, right. and I chose option one that was for a new customer. I'm like, okay, if I'm a new customer yeah. and um, my call is important to you and I've waited for three minutes, what's my best, what's that first impression? It's not oh. very good yeah. already. Mm-hmm. And I get good manpower and I get they're busy and I totally get that. But, you know, I just, it worries me. Did they call back the abandoned calls? You know, why don't we have after so many rings it flowing to, even if we have to use an answering service, something is better than nothing. So I think that first impression just to make that impression your company, make sure your company stands out from every other contractor out there and how quickly we help the customer. And remember to smile. That's a big one. You know, I hear people sound like they're mad at their job and I think it's distraction. Mm -hmm. So something I train call takers is, you know, a lot of us are wearing a lot of hats. Um, We multitask. So it's really easy. If you're in the middle of doing an Excel spreadsheet and you're dealing with numbers and you go to answer that phone, you're distracted. It comes out in your tone. Tell them all. If you're sitting in your desk chair, most of them have wheels, push back from your desk and answer that phone and start smiling. It makes me smile because I get my telephone cord wrapped all around me and laugh (laughs) at myself. And uh, 
but it takes all it puts all your focus on that customer. If you're mm -hmm. looking at your screen, you're going to start answering emails, keep doing that spreadsheet. The distractions will come out in your tones. Yeah. And the first impression, you know, we've only got seven seconds to make that first impression. And if it mm -hmm. don't make the best one, it can take up to 22 positive interactions to make up for that if they'll mm -hmm. even allow us to. So I think that first impression is huge. It's a right. big deal there. Um, that's kind of the start of it, but I think there's other things on the phone call as well. I think, yeah. you know, clearing objections before they become one, which right. we train on. I think using the customer's name a lot mm -hmm. because that builds that relationship that a lot of people don't do. I hear so many people forgetting to thank the customer for giving them the chance, whether you book it or not. Gratitude's okay. huge. Yeah. Um, there's certain feeling words that fuels that connection between you and the customer where if you say the same thing, but use different phrases, it'll make people feel a different way. Mm -hmm. And I think learning to do that is very important. But then the next key thing that I think once we've got all those basics down that a lot of people miss is one is our club memberships. Right. You know, even if your call taker is not selling it, they've got to be planting the seed. Right. And that sets your text up. You know, it's as easy as you do your great greeting. Customers goes into, you know, how soon can you come out? Can mm -hmm. you give me a ballpark price? Um, do you install this? Do you replace this? And both so many people react and they want to go straight into answering that. To right. keep control, we can't. You know, oh, that's something we can definitely help you with. Give them the reassurance. And then can I gather some information first? And the majority, 90% of your customers are going to let you do that. And once you get their name, you know, if they're a club member, we need to be thinking of them and making it a big deal. Oh, Miss Jones, we appreciate your loyalty being part of our family. Make them feel special. Right. Um, if they're not a club member, I think it's a big deal to throw in. Now, are you one of our club members? And when people say, no, I don't think so, or what is that? You know, oh, it's a great way to get front of the line service, get discounts, waive service fees, double warranties. Make sure you ask our technician all about that. Right. And then what you do from there is you're getting their email, send them out information after the call, but you need to put it in the job notes for your technician. Right. Hey, someone mm -hmm. wants more information, you know? Um, right. I think that's a big part of setting your techs up because the techs are having to give so much information that sometimes they forget stuff like that. So being in front of them is going to help them and make them feel more comfortable starting that conversation. Sure. And a lot of clients I'm talking to right now are slammed and they right. are booking two weeks out. So mm -hmm. I think, you know, when you plant that seed, some of them that are having to wait two weeks are like, wow, I should have already been a club member. They said front of the line service. Yeah. You know, I'm missing out. I wouldn't have to pay this service fee if I was already a club member they just told me about. So it's exactly. setting that tech up for success to be able to do it. I mean, another sure. thing is, you know, when you're asking the discovery questions, making sure you're prioritizing the jobs right to get the right tech out there, which is dispatching for profits. But exactly. um, I think every company should be doing product training with their mm -hmm. technicians. Mm -hmm. And when they do, I think your call taker should set in on it because the more they're educated, the more they're going to talk to that customer about it. You know, it's enthusiasm. It's contagious. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you mentioned uh, putting putting things in job notes. Um, I know. I, I feel like you know you do. It, I mean, I've gone through a lot of the the big talking <laughs> points and training and stuff, but uh, automatically people kind of tend to open up to you, right? They they call in. They're angry. You sure. start you start doing all these best practices, and natural people will warm up and they'll start being conversational. That's also something you talk about. Is if someone tells you, oh, you know, we've got a a big birthday party in two mm -hmm. days and I need this work yes. done. That stuff you you be sure to mention in, in tech notes, right? So they can bring that up to help so they can build that trust as well. 
Oh, great point, Bob. No, definitely. You've got to make sure, you know, if someone just passed away, it's a big birthday party, big wedding coming up. It needs right. to be in the job notes for the technician to bring up. But I would take it a step further and I would mm -hmm. have someone designated in my office that your call takers or whether it was your dispatcher or who's ever doing the happy call, the tech or whoever, if they pick up on any of that, there should be one generic email that they can send it to. It goes to that person and, you know, either they send a card from the company. That's oh, going above okay. and beyond customer service. It's that personal touch. Right. How many times do you get a handwritten card these days, Bob? Never. <laughs> Very rarely. Very You're shocked when you open up the mail and you see one. I, I like get excited. I like want to open it. Who yes. actually wrote me a card and took time? Yes. And people aren't used to that anymore because technology has taken over, which technology is a great thing. Sure. But it takes away from some of those personal touches that can set us aside from everyone else. Totally agree. No, I love I love the handwritten notes. I know it's something I try to do with people that help help us out. And because you're right, I mean, heck, I think most people forget how to handwrite anything these days. Okay. Everything's everything's online. So no, those are great great nuggets. Great nuggets. Um, anything else before we kind of move on to the next step of the call that yeah, um, to do? Yeah, the only other thing, like I said, you know, kind of in the discovery questions is if your if your person knows product training, right. um, you could have that C technician. That's mm -hmm. usually our priority for running calls that, you know, we know they're not going to be our revenue maker, but when your call taker can set them up for success, you could see their tickets start going up too. Um, so an example is, oh gosh, I'm trying to think there's so many out there, but years ago, electrical example, since that's kind of my background, um, sure. Panasonic came out with this super quiet exhaust fan. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter to you, right? Probably shouldn't matter to me, but um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I sat in product training one day with the techs. It was actually just at a monthly family meeting we had. And the salesman came in and he showed it to everyone. And I got excited about it. And of course, all the techs look at me like, what is she being <laughs> stupid over right now? Who cares? And right. But it, it perked them up really quick. And I go, oh, my gosh. I said, can I get three of those? And the salesman's like, yeah. And he's looking at me like I'm crazy. And why do you need these? And I said, you have just saved my marriage. Mm. And of course, then he's really like, what? Sure. Well, a few years prior to that, um, my husband, my current husband and I had just purchased a new house. And at the time it was, you know, starter home, track home, not the best quality, probably material put in them. Sure. And when our builder did a walkthrough and educated us, like all of our tech should be educating our customers, right. the builder said, do either one of you take really hot showers? Mm. And my husband points at me and I'm shaking my head. Yes. <laughs> and he said, um, well, if you do, you want to make sure you turn on the exhaust fan. Right. If you do, it'll get the condensation and it's going to help the longevity of your sheetrock over time. Right. Never knew that. I thought exhaust fans for first smells. <laughs> right. Never knew that in my life. Right. Most people think of them for smells. Um, right. And so the salesman from our supplier at the time said, well, yeah, definitely we can get you these. I mean, yours work fine, but what we need to do is condensation switches. Mm. I was like, oh, I didn't even know we had those. And all the techs are like, you know, and I, yeah, I knew they were out there, but I forget about them. You know, we never right. offer them. They're not in our book. We don't think about offering them. Sure. And I wanted the quiet ones because my excuse to my husband was um, I, I didn't turn it on. Every time he'd come in, I was taking a hot shower and he'd flip it on mad at me. Right. I would say they were too loud. That was kind right. of my my excuse. Truth sure. be known. Totally excuse. I just didn't want to admit I forgot. But anyway, another yeah. story. So anyway, I ended up getting them and I got the condensation switches. Well, every time after that, I answered a call from a customer and I got, hey, my exhaust fan's not working. Hey, have you thought about the new, have, is your exhaust fan loud? And they're like, oh, kind of, have you thought about the new Panasonic exhaust fan? It's super quiet. I got them in my home. They're awesome. 
Yeah. And then I'd go in and go, hey, does anyone in your home ever take really hot showers? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you know, then you probably want to get a condensation switch with that exhaust fan because what's that's going to do? And I would educate them on it like the techs should do. Right. Or maybe our A techs are doing that, but maybe not our B or C techs we have. Right. And then I put it all in job notes. The people were so excited just because I was excited about mine because everyone wants what someone else sure. has. They were sure. begging the tech part. And what we started seeing <laughs> right. is, you know, we track everything, right? So mm -hmm. one thing people don't track is when they have multiple call takers, you've got to track that um, truck average by call taker. Right. And when you had a call taker that's able to do that type of stuff, you're going to see that average truck ticket go way up right. on the call seat book. I so, love that. That's great. That's great. Though well, that's a, that's a good nugget right there for sure, Sonny. Very good. Very good. Um, all right. So so uh, we set our tech up for success. He uh, he or she gets to the home. Um, maybe just talk about some some best practices, things that technicians should be doing to immediately kind of set themselves apart from just the typical average service company. You know, I, I know lots of people listening to this are SGI members, but we do have non-SGI members as well. So, sure. you know, we'll, we'll go ahead and pass along some things that you think are, are valuable. Sure, sure. So, I mean, I think it starts right off the get-go of that technician being in your vehicle. Mm -hmm. Your tr your van has got to be, it's nice if they can be all wrapped and nice and clean and professional. But if you can't keep it all wrapped, at least keep it clean. Right. And then also, we've got to make sure we're teaching our techs how to do how to drive courteous. You know, technicians forget they're in a company vehicle with your name on it. Right. Someone goes and cuts them off on the road, and they want to tell them they're number one with their middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can't do that, and yeah. we forget that sometimes. We're representing the of uh, the company, and everyone's a potential customer. Sure. And then I think it turns into um, being. In their uniform if they have it to represent your company whether they go into the convenience store or if they go um you know fast food place at lunch or whatever and they're in your uniform mm -hmm. um and i know we're talking about in the home but i think it's important before you even get in the home for potential customers another thing is i went out and visited a plumbing company back a couple of years ago and uh on my way there never been there before i knew they had a great image i'd seen them their executive perspective at SGI. I've seen them at trainings. I've seen them around town. They were local for me. Mm -hmm. I get up to a red light and I'm facing one of their vans. So I knew I was getting close. And when I look in there, beautifully wrapped van, spent all this money on it. Their technicians was like an eyesore. Um, their colors were white and maroon. And inside yeah. I see a camouflage jacket. I see a big bright purple LSU cap. Yeah. Um, I see hand hanging out the window, holding a cigarette. Yep. And I, I paid a lot of attention. Anyway, light turns green past them. I get out there and I'm doing a site visit all day and observing stuff. And at the end of the day, I start putting an action plan together. And then I met with the owner to let him know what I seen and some actions that we could immediately do. And then far in the future and, you know, how to do them and all that fun stuff. Sure. And I brought up image. I said, you know, one thing I want you to be very conscious of is your image here. And he goes, what do you mean? All my techs are in uniform and van. So I shared with him my experience for that morning. Right. And he goes, oh. Well, that was probably one of my commercial people. Mm, right. And I said, okay. I said, and I'm a customer. How do I know the difference? And I mean, the light bulb went off. Right. And um, he got the point really quickly. So I think, you know, one thing is differentiating if you do have the different departments, because people can't recognize the difference, whether exactly. it's residential. You know, you've got to keep it across the board. So I think it starts out with image, how you drive, mm -hmm. how clean you are. And then I think it's as soon as you show up at the house, um, as soon as you show up at that house, 
you know, you can't be getting out of your van and kicking out your McDonald's sack for lunch. It's got to be clean. <laughs> People are peeking yeah. out their windows and waiting on you. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, it's how quickly you get out, how quickly you go in, because if it's 30 seconds, people think it's 30 minutes because they're waiting on you. And again, I think it's breaking the ice. You know, you've got to use the customer's name a lot. Ask them which way they prefer for you to call them. Mm-hmm. Recognize something. Find an icebreaker. Um, keep, if you really want to be a successful technician and bring customer service next level, some of the top, top successful technicians I've talked to, They'll do it on their own dime if the company doesn't do it, but they'll buy a cheap box of like milk bones for the dogs at Walmart and keep in right. their van. Yeah. Or a little bag of dumb dumb lollipops. Right. And once they've gotten in and kind of broken the ice, you know, if they see a pet or if they see a child, they'll always, of course, ask the homeowner first, can I give one? It's got to be very intentional. I think sure. everything in customer service has to be intentional and genuine. Right. And I think we can't be, you know, shutters on just looking in front of us. We've got to constantly be observing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. looking at the bigger picture. Um, Although we're doing a lot of talking, part of talking is listening to pick exactly. up on little things. You know, if you're walking them through and you're doing a home inspection, compliment things, ask other questions. Okay, um, is there anything in here you'd ever want to change? Is there any concerns that you're having throughout your home? You've right. got to ask some of those questions to help you build those options. Mm-hmm. And then I think the main thing is, I don't know if any of you have seen it or not, but there's a great customer service training called Give Them the Pickle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people have never heard of it or seen it. Right. And I think in the trades, to set our stuff aside, we got to be giving every customer a pickle. And so what that basically means is not doing something for free. People get confused. And they think, oh, I install four of these for the price of three. I'm giving them something. Mm-hmm. That's not giving them something. People appreciate the discount, but they don't remember it. It doesn't leave that memory. Exactly. So you got to find something outside of your trade to do for them um you know bring the trash cans back up bring the newspaper to the door those are little things but i tell nearly every trade if you can't find something or your techs for some reason can't find something at every home which i don't know how they couldn't put a swiffer on every van and while mm. you've got a ladder in the house clean the ceiling yeah. fan for each oh, trade most of you've all got a ladder and you know then you got to bring it to the customer's attention without being egotistical of course and look what i did but uh sure. you know it's hey miss jones um my wife always tells me how hard it is to reach the ceiling fan i just thought i'd take care of that for you does it look okay yeah they are just mind blown and so appreciative they won't think about that five thousand dollar replacement job you just did yeah. but they're going to remember you clean the ceiling fan and they're going to go tell all their friends and family about it yeah. and exactly it's, it's, it builds trust too because it you like with they like you and like builds trust and then you know the trust leads into being willing to spend money with you and and, and I was going to ask you when when it comes to, to doing give, you know giving the pickle type activities uh, it's, there's no real set time you need to try and do it correct you just need to try and make it a point before uh, before the, the call is done it, it would probably be best to do before you give them options to try and, and get the sale but uh, as long as you do it at some point right. Yeah, I think it definitely needs to be done at some point. Um, some people like to do it right before they sit down to give options because yeah. they've just really impressed the person and blown yeah. them away with it. Some yeah. people, depending on the personality you're dealing with, they're give mm-hmm. it to me quick. I don't have time for all this. So you yeah. don't always have the time to do it. You at least want to do it before you leave each home. So it's that lasting memory of when you left. It's not collecting the money. Oh, gosh, I just spent $5,000 with them. It's, oh, my goodness, they just cleaned my ceiling fan. <laughs> right, right, 100%. Yeah. 100%. It's that lasting memory that they're going to go out and say to other customers about sure, it. That sure. is a Maybe, big deal. I'm putting you on the spot. I, I'm just trying to think. Okay. Have you heard of any unusual 
um, just like, oh, wow, that's a great idea. I, I mean, I, I love the Swiffer yes. idea, that, and that's an easy thing that everyone can do. Super easy, it, everyone can do. Um, any other any really unique ones you've heard over the years? Oh, I, I've got tons, walls full of them, um, pictures. But, you know, walking in and out of a door, and you see the doorknobs loose, secure the two okay. screws, tighten mm -hmm. them. Um, mm -hmm. I've seen them help the customer carry in their groceries when they come in. I've seen them help them stack the firewood, seeing as some blinds were broke and fix it while they're there, tighten right. it up. I mean, there's tons of things like that you can do. Um, I've seen a lot with swimming pools, you know, techs have cleaned out their swimming pool, grabbed the net, went ahead and cleaned it. <laughs> out there. And I've heard some really bizarre, weird ones that I don't think people should do, but um, I had a tech one time report uh, oh, that he did the customers. He's in their basket of laundry sitting there, so he folded it for them. And I'm sorry, but I don't want you touching my personal items right. in oh, my exactly. home. That was I need to touch my underwear. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No. No. Definitely <laughs> not. Um, although, don't get me wrong, I'd love for someone to fold my clothes for 100%. me. But yeah, that's that's sure. not going to work for me. Of course, we blackmailed him and told him we were going to take pictures and let his wife sure. knew know that he could. Oh laundry boy. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's fun. But I think it's part of building in your culture. Yeah. to get people to do it i think you've got to recognize it and i think when you're building it in your culture and you're doing stuff like giving the pickle we have to remember it's not just customers are just not the people we go to their house and collect money from customers right. are also internal they're your team members so mm -hmm. you're building that culture where you're doing it for each other in the office just like you would do out in there oh, and like you've that. got to yeah and you've got to recognize it you know yeah. you've got to recognize it make it a big deal hopefully you have someone in your office doing follow-up calls in a timely manner i know well, a lot of people went to automated and they say oh we don't call anymore still make the phone call even oh, though you're doing it automated and you know um, is there anything that our technician did that stood out in your mind mm -hmm. find out if they're doing it it's accountability piece and then celebrate it if the customer's really excited about something they did send that kudos out to the whole entire company and be like Hey, I just talked to uh, Miss Jones, and you know, she said Sue was out there. She was a great technician, and she even cleaned her ceiling fan. Yeah. And it gives those other technicians ideals, so because they want to see their name also out there. Right, right. Yeah, I was going to ask you how you build a a culture, you know, that that is ingrained in, in their text to go ahead and find activities like that. And I think you just hit it. You got it. You just have to reward it. You have to talk about it. I guess every time bring you or, or train, yeah, I was going to say you have to bring it up. And then if you if you reward people and, and uh, you know, I don't know reward, but if you uh, talk about it, it just it, it just gets to be part of the yes. expectation and people oh. do it out of out of habit at that point. A lot of people will reward it, though. You know, if they have like a monthly awards in their office, you know, top revenue, top customer service, top this contest, they'll have top pickle award. I've seen it. Mm -hmm. And what they'll do a lot of times is have the technicians send in pictures of what they did. Right. And then, like, management team or someone will vote on the best one for the month and do a That's gift card cool. or something or, you know, spit on their wheel or whatever it may be. But, I mean, it all comes from above. The right. leaders have got to start doing this to build a culture. And as people see them doing it, they're going to be more open to start doing it. Um, I'm a big, big believer in practice what we preach. Right. Uh, yeah. And um, very big. So, I mean, even, you know, we started out talking about the phone call. I preach mm -hmm. all day long the greeting. If you call into my desk today, you're going to hear that same greeting I'm asking your call takers to you do. You did. You sure did. I called oh, you before this. <laughs> I, I chuckled to myself. You put me in a good mood right away. You have to. And I get some of the owners going, oh, that's a great greeting. And I'm thinking, okay, why, why is it so it shouldn't stand out to you all? Because your call takers should be doing it. You know, it's that yeah. whole entire customer experience from the very beginning of the call to the tech, to being dispatched, the tech going out, that follow-up call. Right. And then, you know, and then the sell after the sell. That's something right. people forget about a lot of times. You collect the money and leave and that's it.
Support for this podcast comes from Schneider Graphics. Schneider Graphics delivers the combination of premium 3M vinyl, a nationwide network of 3M certified graphic installers, and over 25 years of unmatched customer service in the commercial vehicle wrap industry. It's truly one of the most economical and effective advertising mediums. On average, the cost of a vehicle wrap is only 46 cents per 1,000 impressions. For more information, go to schneidergraphics.com. Welcome back to the show. Before we left for the break, Sonia shared how a next-level customer service experience begins with your CSRs. We talked about how your technicians, through open-ended questions, can create engaged customers, and we talked about how what giving the pickle exactly means. And in the second half of our chat, Sonia shares plenty of more great insights. So let's jump back into the conversation. I hope you enjoy. I wanted to talk to you briefly about you had uh, talked about inspections earlier, and I, to me, I see this a lot. Um, I hear people go, I don't want to do a full inspection on every call or I don't want to do, you know, people are in a rush. And I'm going to tell you right now, I I I always like it when a technician comes to my home and wants to help take a look at everything because there's nothing more aggravating than having him or her leave and then something goes wrong that was obvious. And I didn't catch it because I live here. But then, you know. They would have easily have seen it, and I got to call call someone out again. I have to take mm-hmm. time off work. I have to cancel meetings. So you know, maybe just from you, <laughs> that's a soapbox to you more than me. me. Talk about the value of doing inspections and and what and communicating it to your team that it's a value to the homeowner. It's not just a way to try and build a ticket. No, and, and even though it does do both, it definitely does. It's a right. big deal. So one of the major fails I hear all the time is. Oh, I asked them what they wanted it and they told me no. Right. Well, did you educate them? Did you, you know, what did you do here? So part of the training is we have to teach the difference between open-ended and closed-ended questions, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, We don't want yes or no answers. I mean, there's some things, yes, you have to have on it, but we want ones where they're going to elaborate and give us more detail to help us find those other things. And there's some exercises that you can do in training with your techs. If anyone needs help, reach out definitely um, that we can practice and get them used to open-ended questions sure. but um so i think the best way to do it is your call taker is supposed to be setting that expectation on the phone right if you're properly using a straightforward pricing guide and again so many people went electronically it still needs to be on there electronically if you're opening up those first two pages and you're presenting it properly right. it says on every single one of them on number two system safety check so you're telling the customer you're going to do it. So when you don't do it, you've lost all credibility because there's a lie. You're not doing what you said. Exactly. Not met. Right. Um, but I think when you bring it up, the easiest way to do is, you know, you come in, you introduce yourself, you're doing some small talk, you ask them to show you whether where the problem is, where they want the install, whatever it may be. Um, next, depending on which trade I'm in, I'm going to next ask where is that big replacement thing so I can look. If it's electrical, we show me where your electrical pedal is. Sure. Plumbing. Um, water heater, you know, right. roofers, of course, roof. Um, yeah. <laughs> HVAC, you know, you want to see the air conditioner, the furnace, of course. Sure. Um, but, you know, and from there, my main question was always, all right, um, so I can make sure and look at everything, give you a great price and any options you may have. Is there any rooms in your home I can't enter? Well, right. I do. And I think that's the easiest way because that gives you permission to go throughout the home. And, you know, sometimes we're going to go, oh, my baby's sleeping off this room. That's fine. We're going to skip it. Um, I think the other thing you need to bring to their attention is, you know, I'm going to be going through doing a thorough safety inspection. You don't ask. This is what I'm going to be doing because you are the professional. They hired you because you're the professional. They don't know how to do it. You've got to keep lead of that call while I go through 
if I happen to see of anything of concern, would you like for me to bring that to your attention? And there's your yes or no question. Right. Most people are going to say yes. Yeah, of course. The way you phrase it, I'm like, no, I, I want to know. I don't want to know. There's a huge safety problem. Yeah, yeah it's it's a it's a no brainer. Yes. So in that yes, case, it that. is. Um, there are going to be a few people are. You know what? I don't have time for you to do that. I'm an extreme. Yeah, party. and that's selling my house. I don't want you to find anything. If that's the case, <laughs> yes. If that's the case, we've got <clears throat> to make sure on our home inspection reports that your customer is signing off that they waive it. That's another key thing I see missed all the time. Mm -hmm. Because one thing is that's going to help you hold your technicians accountable to make sure, okay, they're just telling me someone didn't want it or someone really not want it, right? So you're going to know they're doing what they're supposed to. And mm -hmm. if you keep seeing one tech has wave, 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 we need to go do a ride along and see why are so many people wanting to wave it. Sure. <laughs> um, most of them will not get it signed off, like I said. Mm -hmm. um, the second reason is it protects you. So even though no matter what your trade is, maybe you never did inspections prior, to mm -hmm. learning the system and maybe it never mattered again we're setting ourselves aside we want to be different and when you ask someone okay if you don't want it i need you to sign off you wave it that kind of tells them wow this is a big deal if i'm signing right. off right um you know i work with a lot of electricians and i tell them you know before yeah maybe you didn't do one and outlet didn't work and you went and looked at the outlet and you fixed it and left right no big deal mm -hmm. well what happens when um the following week you're sitting there i don't know if football was still playing on tv we're watching the football game. It gets interrupted because the news pops on. You see this huge house gulped up in flames and you see the street address at the bottom. And you're thinking, oh, gosh, and you get a little sick at your stomach. Mm -hmm. I was at that. I was on that street this week. I hope I didn't do something. It's <laughs> so what you start thinking, whether it's your fault or not. Sure. And, uh, you know, hopefully the homeowners are OK. They come on, they interview them and they say, thank God we were not at home. Mm -hmm. We were at the neighbors watching the game because we just had X, Y, Z out to our home last week. And they didn't even tell us our smoke detectors didn't work. Yeah. yeah. I mean, is the company going to, are you going to personally feel liable? Probably. Um, right. Do you think your reputation is going to be very good out there? No. And that's not even what they called you out there for. So you're doing a disjustice to that customer when you don't do that full safety inspection and bring it to their concern. I totally okay. agree. I think electrical, it's a layup. I, I want, because I, I, most people I know, even handy people will go, I don't touch, I don't touch electricity because it's just, it's scary. It's naturally scary to most people. So I want you to tell me. You that's right with electrical roofers I hear a lot of times some pushback and I'm like you know how many people are scared of heights and don't want to get up on their roof yeah. and they don't realize what you can actually see up there versus what you see from the ground trying to look and how much damage may really be there I think it's a big I think all four trades it's a major thing and totally even good. and you've brought up you know even like you've had contractors out and you wish they tell you more yes I've been in that same situation you know we're doing a disjustice if we look at one thing and we don't go ahead and look at the rest of it that's tied into it because right. like you said you may have another issue it may be nothing they did but you think it's something they did right and they're having to yeah. take off work again it's an inconvenience oh, for sure totally totally and you're right all trades there is something I mean whether it's carbon monoxide whether it's holes in a roof or something you know un unforeseen leak had you done a full inspection you would have seen it plumbing Anyone that's had water in their house, you know, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, it is an emergency. So you're right, all four trades. It's if you if you position it the right way to a homeowner for them to understand it, uh, I, I think it's they'll naturally do it. And yeah, there's a percentage who won't, and that's fine. You just move that's on. Fine. I know our friends in the Northeast are probably listening to this, rolling their eyes, but <laughs> but but I think it can even be done up there with people that are always naturally kind of in a hurry. But no, um, uh, I I think it definitely needs to be done. Um, yes. In some way, if nothing else, like I said, it covers yourself. And it also gives you a chance at your company. Hopefully you have some sort of software. If not, at least do an Excel spreadsheet, which is easy. Right. Put those opportunities in there of what those people need. 
So when you're doing marketing later on, you can direct market those people for that particular item. Right. You know, it sets you up for success in the future again. Totally agree. Totally agree. When when you have your when you talk to technicians or owners to talk to their technicians about doing inspections, you always ask them to try and invite the customer along. I mean, I know you don't want to make I say, well, you have to, but I mean, you at least invite them to do that, correct? Um, (laughs) I personally don't. It's more of after you do it, then asking them to, and then walk around and show them. Okay. I mean, but I think I think it's important if you got any gadgets, gadgets, tools, pull it out, show it to them, show them the readings, and really explain it to them. So, but then you do, yeah. So afterwards, you you do at that point show them. So you're not. Yes. Yeah. I think before you sit down and give them options or anything, you need to show and tell. Right. Whether be pictures or show them in person, right? Yeah, and an important aspect of that too, Bob, since you brought it up, is um, I know this is something you might reach on later, but it's so important and it goes in with this, is layman's terms. Exactly, yep. You have to talk in layman's terms. And what's hard about that is you know your trade and you know it so well that sometimes you forget other people know it. Exactly. So again, another electrical example, but um, I've done ride-alongs with tons of technicians mm-hmm. to help with training. And I've heard them go, uh, your GFCI needs to be replaced. And people don't <laughs> want to do it. And they're like, nobody yeah. ever wants to replace these. I don't know why. I'm like, no one knows what a GFCI is or what it does. Right. I'm right. like, you've got to give them a real life example. So then I ride with them. And again, my training at that point was not good because that's all I said to them and thought they got it. Sure. And I'd ride again and it would improve, but it still didn't tell them what it did. But it was, hey, have you ever been like blow drying your hair and the blow dryer stopped and you had to push that little red button? People shake yeah. their head. Yeah, that's your GFCI. It needs to be replaced. And I'm like, okay, now they know what it is, but they still don't know what it does and why is it important. Right. It's a difference right. of what it does and what it is. Right. <laughs> There's a fine line there. So exactly. you've got to break down. You got to let them know what it, you got to show them. You got to t- explain to them what it does, and then you have to give them a real life example of how it saves lives. Um, you know, I usually go into you know right now. I see here you've got some kids at home. They're all on their iPads. I see your cell phone um charging right now mm-hmm. you know a lot of people may have that plugged in especially if you got teenage girls they're putting on their hair makeup they got their phone plugged in so they can do their tiktok video or listen to their music and if water was to get in that outlet it could cause electrical shock we want to make sure it turns it off and it saves your family's life and people are like never right. knew i just thought it was a nuisance and you just keep pushing the button and it right. works again. <laughs> and they yep. don't realize like it is actually a life-saving yeah. device there 100%. and so education in layman's terms is so important on those inspections. It gives you a chance to show them you're the expert and get them to truly understand it. If they just nod your head, a lot of times they're just agreeing with you. Go the extra mile and actually explain it to them. They're paying it, for your knowledge. I wish someone would have told, like, I, I, as, as the listeners won't know, but I was talking to so I'm selling, in the middle of selling my house. And I, I just, I, I literally, and I've had members here who are electrical members. I had a GFCI that needed to replace in my kitchen. I didn't realize it. I had, you know, you just take it for granted. And then also it's against code to not have it. And it's, you know, I wish someone would have pointed it out to me, but again, you get busy in your own life. And so I've had, you know, I have to have an inspector come back again to okay it. Same thing. I I had a service line. That was tethered. And I did, you know, again, this is, I'm in this space, but you don't think about it because it's outside. But what a layup that had been for my mem- for our electrical member that was here a couple of years ago, the last time I had him out to just do that then. I mean, it, it would have been, so just, again. You'd already got to take care of. You just, do, and you don't know until yes. something major happens and it costs people a lot more money. So you've got to explain to them, get this general maintenance. There's so much that happens that you don't know until something major happens. Yes. Let us catch it when it's small and it'd be a much more minor repair. 
Yeah, and again, the saving time. I wish someone would have told me because now I'm in the process of moving and I'm dealing with all this stuff. It just so again, I, I hate to harp on it, but I'm I'm such a yeah. believer in it as a as a customer. <laughs> please tell please you know help me spend more money with you. That's so just a, no. <laughs> I'm that same customer. I'm telling you, I tell everyone though, if you're training on safety inspections, mm-hmm. every item you have on your inspection, if you don't know a real life story, Google one. And share it with your text. They can share it. And you can even put that on their iPad or give it to them in a book. You know, they can lay it out, let the customer read it for themselves. They got to understand it if they're not a good communicator. Um, I'm in the same boat as you, though. Um, Our HVAC friends will love this, Bob. But um, my HVAC unit went out last year in July, week of 4th Mm -hmm. of July. Again, didn't have an SGI member out where I live. And I know several that probably would have done the drive to have been nice and helped me. But middle of July, I was not even going to do that to them. There's no way. I'm not going to do it. I know they would be nice, and that's not good for their business. So, yeah, no. Uh, looked on reviews, found some great reviews, called a company, and actually it ended up being a different company than who I even thought I was calling. It was one of those. Right. <laughs> truck. Um, they didn't have an actual uniform, but they had a company shirt and clean jeans. Mm-hmm. Looked nice and very yeah. cordial young man. And uh, I already knew. I knew since we moved into our house that eventually either my – yeah, inside or outside, one was going to go out. It was inside unit, and of course, repairs were going to be more than a new unit. It wasn't worth doing it. And he did an inspection, and he did a really good job of educating me. He's like, ma'am, do you have a minute? You know, he took it in, and he put his flashlight down in it, and he showed me where there had been leak and what all was going on and went through the hotel, and he gave me three options. Right. And when he gave me the three options, none of them had um, to upgrade to an efficient, you know, higher efficiency. Interesting. And none of them had even like a digital thermostat, which I had one, but it was old and outdated. It's like 10 years, 12 years old. Yeah, yeah. And uh, of course, most customers may not ask for that type of stuff. But when he gave me the options, I go, um, I go, well, what about higher efficiency? When should I do that? My house is a little older now. Yeah. And he says, you know, ma'am, from my experience, you really don't need that. That's just a sales gift from other companies. Oh, wow. Then I got really worried about using them, but I was really hot, so I was desperate. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was like, okay, he doesn't know what higher efficiency really does, evidently. Yeah. So then I go, okay, well, what about a digital thermostat? You know, should I – I know – he goes, well, what's wrong with the one you have? Well, yeah. nothing, but a new, more efficient one would have a lot more access. Like, I don't have Wi-Fi access on this one now. I did yeah. it at my old house. I enjoyed it. I could yeah. do my temperature for my phone, and I can't do it. I like bells and whistles. Yes. Oh, ma'am, you really don't need that. Oh, so like I said, I got desperate. I went yeah. with one as I did it again. So do you offer financing or do I have to like clean out my savings account or put it on a credit card? Right. Oh yeah, we do. Didn't even tell me about it up front. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I pretty much ran the call. Yeah, I was just gonna end. say, yeah, I mean you should have re- I re- tried re- to spend some money. He could have made double the money off of me. Exactly. I was willing. I wanted it because I hear all of our members and all the cool stuff out there now. And uh yeah, everyone now says it don't matter if it's middle of summer please call us <laughs> we'll take your yeah. money but exactly. the install crew came out and i hadn't even thought about it and all of a sudden i'm in the middle of working and i'm like they didn't offer me a club membership i just oh, made a major oh. investment i want to keep this maintained Absolutely. so i walk out and i asked the install crew i was like hey i didn't think do y'all have a club membership again a chance for the install crew to upsell yeah oh yeah we have something like that just <laughs> um we'll tell our office to email it to you and right. I was busy, and so I just kind of walked away. And then later on that night, I scratched my head. I was like, they never got my email. How are they going to email it to me? I'm thinking, exactly. oh, well, they'll do a follow-up call and check on it. No, never yeah. happened. Right. And so finally, my husband's like, are you going to call them and get a maintenance plan? And I was like, yeah, but I'm going to wait at least 12 months because I'm hoping it'll be good for 12 months. Why pay for the first 12 months? when they could? Right. I mean, they could have had my money. So they this July, this July I did call, and I 
got with another company a maintenance plan. But um, yeah, money on the table lost. And the deal is, is people think they're ripping people off. You yeah. don't know other people's values. That's yes. the big part of customer service. Yeah. And you've got to realize you've got to educate them, give them the options and let them decide what to do. Um, you don't know what's going on in someone else's life. So you can't put your values on someone else. They're paying for your knowledge and your education that you take for granted. I, I totally agree with you, Sean. I, I was, if you just, and it's not, it's not a hard sales pitch. It's just explaining what you do and how you can protect them. Because not selling at all. It's I, I was going to say because everyone in this world has about a twelve hundred dollar cell phone in their pocket today, and and they probably those materials probably it probably costs like fifty bucks to make them, <laughs> but they see value in it, right? And they see the connectivity and they see the internet. So if we just talked about our, if our members talked about their services and how they can protect you, I mean, my God, this is health and safety. Our our, our people work in. To me, if you just take your time, I, I say yes to stuff all day long if, if you can explain to me how it's going to benefit me. So, Bells and whistles. People love them. Educate yes. them. That's where that product training comes in. Your techs right. have got to have it and your call takers have to have it. Right, right. And uh, I love you said the happy call. I still really enjoy because I'm going to tell you how many times I've, I've, even, I've even had people that use – uh, different review services where I've gotten a text and they go, oh, yeah, I'll give them, I'll give them a good review. But I was like, I was wishy-washy on the service I got. And uh, every once in a while I have someone call me, and it'll be normally a couple days later, and I'll go, well, you know, I just didn't understand this. Or, and, and you know, so, but by them reaching out, I felt a lot better afterwards, right? And then I go, you know what, I'm much more likely to use that company because I see how responsive they are. So I think there's just a lot of value in those happy calls. I know everyone's software happy and it does a lot of great things, but, <laughs> but there's something about that. Personal human touch. Yes. Personal yes. touch. Right, 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 right. And it's um, thanking them, showing them gratitude again. You've got another yeah. chance to do it or pick it back up on that club membership maybe we missed. But, you know, people are much more um, willing to give you a truthful answer. Whenever they get a survey online, it's yes or no. There's no right. room to elaborate on it, to know right. where you can improve or what you did good to brag on. Yeah. But you, know, you said you get them a couple of days later. It's got to yes. be right after the call. Oh, I wish much much right because then you can catch people when they're hot, right? Exactly. At some point, people will rationalize. Well, maybe they got, maybe they're, you know, they're a nice guy. Like I try to give people the benefit of the doubt because of being in the service business. And I go, well, you know, maybe he had a rough day. He's been working overnight, but but had someone called right away and they would have taken care of it. I felt even better. So I, I agree. Um, the gratitude thing, though, just I wanted to, to mention this to to the audience listening. Uh, Jared is he he taught me this. Uh, even at the very beginning of the, of like sales appointments, he always would teach guys to say, Hey, just thank you so much for having me come out. You know, to, I mean, to me, I've never had a salesperson say that to me and I go, man, how, how great would that be? And, and immediately you go, well, yeah, well, of course, you know, that just, you, you breathe a little easier, your shoulders lift up as a, as a consumer. So that gratitude at every level of a <laughs> call or experience, it, for know, sure. Was a long no, way. you got it. Um, you know, a lot of us know Paul Riddle great man yeah. great mentor and he used to always say and it's not the same saying it vocally not getting to show it physically but he always say if you have it here and he would point at his head for his brain yeah. <laughs> and he's saying if you have it here and he'd pat his heart mm -hmm. he said then it'll come out here and he talked about his mouth and i think that's so true having that servant's heart yes being genuine and that's like jared's talking about man you just got to be genuine you can't just go hey thanks for having me come out <laughs> it's not genuine, right. you know Man, I really appreciate you. Thanks for having me come out. You know, I want to be here. I, yeah. I want to be your contractor for life. What can I do for you? And make it intentional. Everything's yeah. got to be intentional. Right. I think that's and a genuine. Good yep, totally agree. Just in wrapping up, Sonia, this has been a great, uh, enjoyable conversation. I always love talking with you. Is there anything else 
that our members, other contractors can do to take their customer service to another level where, uh, you know, the homeowner goes, holy cow, I will never use another company ever again. <laughs> yeah, no, I think keeping in contact with them too. I hear so many yeah. members go, you know, I haven't done a good job at that. And we're all guilty of it. We get busy. Sure. Everyday life happens. But, you know, it's having processes and systems in your company. Not only does processes going to help you be mm -hmm. more efficient in your company, but you're going to have something to follow to make sure you're given that crew customer service experience that they deserve. I think every single customer should be put on a pedestal and treated mm -hmm. like they're the only one. And, you know, um, it starts from, like y'all said, the greeting. It's building that relationship. It's that follow-up call. It's going above and beyond. Um, you know, even little stuff for your call takers. If you keep getting a lot of phone calls for, I don't know, like electricians always going for power companies. How mm -hmm. those ready and available? Hey, um, hey, Miss Jones, I'm sorry, we're not a power company. You know, we do electrical service work inside your home. Let me give you the power company's numbers. But, you know, if you ever need electrical work, my name's da-da-da-da-da. Right. Um, I think if you lose a call, cancel calls, reaching out to those customers. Like you said, picking up on the birthdays, the special occasions, write them a handwritten card, having your text do something extra, the milk bones, the lollipops for the kids. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. Um, if you do a major sale, have some kind of system where you send them an afterwards gift. I love you know, that. you might send it immediately, but you know, I think it's not just that one time and it's over with. If you sure. really want to be their contractor for now on, we've got to stay in front of them. Totally agree. Totally you know, agree. whether it's newsletters, whether it's phone call, mass text, mass email, a once a year gift, whatever it may be. I know I talk to a contractor every year and every Thanksgiving, they're so busy that week because the owner and his wife goes out and delivers pumpkin pies. Yeah. yeah. To all their club members. Yes. I mean, that's a ton as you grow. I'm sure they won't be able to do that forever. Um, but, you know, what sets you aside and what can you do to get those personal touches and being familiar, making sure you have good job notes and all the information so you can speak educatedly to that customer where they feel like they're your only customer and they feel special, not like they feel like a number. Right, right. Yeah, because even, you know, even with the, the big purchases, the HVAC, the system or the roof, and you go, well, I'm not going to be able to, to sell a new system or roof to that person in, for another 10 years or whatever. Well, I'll tell you what, if someone sends me a gift afterwards, how, how much more inclined am I going to be to tell my friends, you know, oh, definitely. And, and immediately that contractor is the one I'm they're going to use because they go, holy cow, Bob spent 20 minutes talking about an air conditioner that he really knows nothing technically about, but he, he talked about the great service. Yeah. So that stuff goes so far. It does. And, you know, the handwritten thank you, I mean, the handwritten cards, you know, talking about, too. yeah, congratulations on your new grandbaby, whatever. I think it's also, you know, getting excited. Congratulations, you got that new hot tub because they called yeah. and wanted to get it hooked up. Yeah. Say my yeah. name, remembering their birthdays, and a genuine handwritten thank you card, thank you for using our service. Some companies right. still use that, and I think people never expect that after the sale. Sad right. part is we think about a huge budget and what expensive thing can we give them. It's not about that. It's just exactly. a personal touch and being genuine. Yeah, honestly, I'd rather get a handwritten thank you note from an owner than just a, a box of cookies. I mean, I'll, don't get me wrong, I'll eat the cookies. I mean, you know, I'm not a little guy, but but no, but I think, but but I will remember that and I will remember that handwritten card Look and I'll you. go, wow, you know, I will, and I don't even care if it was someone in the office that wrote it. I don't know any better, but, but I got it and it had the owner's name on it or had someone's name on it and I go, you know, I don't get these very often. Maybe once or twice no. a year, tops. You Make know. the time to do it. And it may not be you yourself, the owner or the tech or someone, delegate right. it to someone at your office and make yeah. sure it's part of your process and you make it yeah. happen. You know, good stuff. Great. All right, Sonia, well, I took plenty of your time and I know you uh, you budget your time very well to help as many people as possible. So thank you so much for, for being so uh, generous with it. And uh, I look forward to talking to you again on here. 
All right. I really appreciate you, Bob, and all the listeners. Anything we do, please help out and just thank you all so much. All right. Thanks, Sonia. Have a great day. You too, Bob. All right. Bye-bye. That's Sonia Fryer of Success Group International. Thanks for listening to the show. If you feel like you have a great story worth sharing that would also help other contractors, email me at bhouchin at yoursgi.com. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a rating. Remember, friends give fives. You've been listening to the Successful Contractor Podcast, powered by Success Group International. Support for this podcast comes from A.O. Smith. For millions of consumers, business owners, property managers, and engineers worldwide, A.O. Smith has delivered innovative hot water solutions for over 70 years. The Successful Contractor Podcast is a part of the Success Group International family. SGI is the largest member-owned best practices organization for independent residential services contractors. SGI provides its members a competitive edge through proven proprietary management tools and expertise, marketing programs, training, and group buying power, along with a highly active and eager-to-help membership. For more information about Success Group International, visit www.yoursgi.com. The Successful Contractor Podcast is copyrighted 2020 by Aquila Investment Group, LLC. 